In India, some people don't have access to like food, water and shelter, the basic needs of life. Their like whole life journey is every single day to get those three basic needs, whereas I'm never going to starve to death. I know for a fact I'm just blessed in such a way that I'm never going to starve to death. I'm always going to have friends that can offer me their homes or something. Where And that sort of leads us to losing a bit of purpose. We're trying to find our purpose through like alternative ways. And I think that's why so, uh, suicide rates are so incredible, especially in Sydney, because we don't really have a purpose. We don't really know what we're doing. In 1837, Horace Mann created the education system, a system at the time designed to pump out factory workers and professors. The same system that is still being used today in the 21st century. Now, Mann's system is backfiring. We are being moulded by the same industrial system that has existed for close to 200 years. That system delivers us into a digital economy that has no need of our outdated skills. This isn't our teacher's fault. This isn't the government's fault. This is due to a rapidly changing world full of technology and unforeseen circumstances. And us Gen Zs are caught in the middle. Welcome to the Driven Young Podcast, the podcast for stressed, overwhelmed young Australians, teaching you practical life skills you can implement now to set yourself up in life. And now your host, Byron Dempsey. Welcome back to the Driven Young Podcast. Today's episode, I have a seriously amazing guy on. He is a travel vlogger with over 500,000 followers online and one of the most down-to-earth people I have ever met. Luke DeMant reached out to me a while back as a listener of the show, just like yourself, just to let me know he really enjoyed the show and we chatted back and forth and I invited him out to lunch. Since then, he has come along to some of the meetups I've been to and he joined the 5.30am club and has started his own club where he lives. As I mentioned, Luke is a 20-year-old dude who basically travels around making videos and getting paid to do so. Well, this was before COVID, but now he started a digital marketing agency to help others grow their brand the way he's grown his. In this conversation, we get into his story and we start off with a bang. A literal bang as Luke goes into detail about a horrific accident he had in India, which left him with nearly no hands and how that experience affected him. We get into how to grow a following like he has and how he was able to travel for free, leveraging social media. We talk about TikTok culture, YouTube, being grateful, how to stop caring what other people think, and so much more. Please note Luke's attitude throughout this episode. As we are discussing his near-death experience, he is laughing and having a good time talking about it. He is almost grateful, I would say. He talks about how by setting no expectations, you can't be disappointed. And as a result, you will always be grateful for what you have. And you can really hear him living this when he retells his stories. As per usual, guys, if you get any value from this episode or from the show in general, please, please, please consider leaving a review or a rating on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. And don't hesitate to reach out to myself or Luke on Instagram. You know, Luke reached out to me on Instagram and now he's here on the show. Uh, and a final reminder, just to join our Facebook group, www.drivenyoung.com forward slash group, if you want to connect with myself and other cool listeners of the show. Now, over to Luke. All right, Luke, welcome so much to the podcast. Thanks for having me on because I'm a fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, so, <laughs> it's funny we say um, how you actually got on the podcast is you just DM me. I say at the beginning of each episode for anyone listening, like just reach out to me on Instagram if you want to have a chat. Yeah. And that's what you did and we got lunch and uh, we've done a few stuff and now here you are. Exactly. But I'm, the reason, I've made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reason I wanted to bring you on, I mean, a few reasons. I think it would just be fun to have a chat. Yeah. But obviously, obviously you've built quite a cool lifestyle and um, audience around traveling mm, mm. and you're kind of living what a lot of people consider the dream where you're basically yeah. getting paid to travel or almost at cost. Yeah. Um, this was like a year ago or probably like eight months ago before COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> um, but before we jump into kind of all that cool stuff, I'd love to hear a bit, bit about your story and what you did after high school and like what you're up to, what are you up to right now? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I consider myself now as an ex-travel vlogger because of corona and all that, but pretty much um, finished school about two years ago. I'm 20 at the moment. Mm. Uh, finished school, worked for like about six months and just like worked my ass off six days a week, just continually just saving money. And I had a goal. I was like, oh, I'm going to get to $20,000 and then go off and travel, film videos over there. Uh, ended up going to Sri Lanka right after actually the uh, the bombings, Easter bombings that had just happened. So oh, right. I, when was this? 2000 May 2019. Okay, 19. So that's when I'd left. And then, uh, yeah, the bombings had just happened a few days before that. So a little bit of a interesting first sort of solo experience for me. Like I didn't really see another tourist for about a week until I was sort of uh, in a more touristy area. But then... Uh, yeah, went traveling around Thailand and then went to India and that's where I really focused sort of on travel vlogging and all, all that kind of stuff and then uh, built uh, a YouTube channel around that and yeah, I came back here. And how did it work? You just you created your first vlog, put that up. Did you get traction first video, second video? Were you getting nothing at the beginning? Like how did that all... Yeah, like I, I, st- I filmed a few videos in Sri Lanka, so about like four or five videos. They ha- had like a couple hundred views um, but it wasn't until I reached India and I actually linked up with someone else that I was traveling with where I filmed every single day and just like the consistency of filming every single day. Yeah. Like it, it just all of it one night just it blew up and I was getting, I think I gained like 5k in like one night Far and then right, from yeah. there it was like 2k like every day. And then obviously that just compounds and just mm. continues on sort of thing. Yeah. Awesome. So consistency is key. hundred percent consistency. Yeah. And cause everyone wants to know, how do I start a TikTok, a YouTube and Instagram mm-hmm. at zero? Because you had zero with, <laughs> yeah, everyone had vlogging. zero at one point. And everyone wants to be a travel vlogger because it's like you gotta travel, make videos and you know, if you can get a big enough audience, you can get sponsorships so you can get paid to yeah, stay at this hotel yeah. or whatever it is. So, you know, it's quite a compliment. So congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but obviously has gone a bit downhill because the world is shut down and yeah, travel is shut down. Yeah, it, it's gone downhill. I always have a thing. Like, I can't ever string trips together. Like, something always happens badly. Like, on my first trip, I came home. That wasn't really a bad thing, but I was, like, homesick and everything. I'd been away for, like, six months. So, I came back home um, for a few months, went to a few birthday parties and all that, and then went back to India. Um, and on my second day there, I was celebrating a festival called uh, Diwali. I'm not sure how much of my channel you've looked into, but I was celebrating a festival there called Diwali and it's basically um, a thing where uh, you just blow up a ton of firecrackers and I actually had one like blow up yeah, in my hand. Far out. So I was in hospital for about two weeks, lost like my middle finger and index finger. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, it's far out. Pretty crazy. Looks pretty good though. No, it's oh, it's it's remarkable what ha- like yeah. If you saw, I'll show you the photo after I've this. Seen, I've, I've you've seen, seen it? it? Yeah, okay. I've had a look into it. Like that shouldn't look like that yeah <laughs> like, wow. it's remarkable how well it's been healed and everything so uh and then obviously like came back and did rehab for that and then went back over to see all my surgeons and, and so let me that. just clarify for anyone listening to the audio you're missing a finger <laughs> yeah my middle finger i mean by the looks of it you basically got two fingers emerging into one yeah so you've that's... got no nail on that finger no. you can see scars all over your hands like this blew up in your hands and really like, yeah like i mean it, if you you can see there, but it like split yeah. my hand right wow. down the middle there. Far out. Um, so yeah, thumb was pretty much off the back of my hand, just attached by that little bit of skin Jeez. there. It was like hanging. It was crazy. What happened in that? Were you like, do you remember it? Do you just yeah, no, do you black out? No, I remember it. Um, it just like it blew up, and then 
I thought it was a dream at first. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, this this isn't a dream. And I was, like, counting on my hand, like, one, two, three. Oh, what the hell? Like, this is actually yeah. real life. This isn't a dream. And then, like, I sort of just went straight into survival mode and mm. just ran straight back to the house. I knew I needed to, like, cut off, like, circulation. Because sure. the next thing could happen is me bleed out. Uh, cut off, like, circulation with a wire. And then they all helped me, like, wrap it up. And then we just, like sprinted she didn't like pass out or anything no nah. i'm surprised didn't feel anything either i think i was, I was just say, in so much shock that's the adrenaline kicking yeah in. yeah they say that like um i've heard with like knife uh, chefs and knives because their knives are so mm, sharp mm. they'll be cutting 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 and they'll like slice open their wrist or something and they don't even notice yeah and then until they see it and they really like, oh and then they <laughs> feel the pain because their brain hasn't registered yeah. it because it was like so sharp it's a similar thing it's like it just blows up you know, it's what's going yeah, it's on. Just you, such a especially explosion experience. They actually say people who die from explosions don't even know because your explosion is so fast that your brain actually can't comprehend yeah, what's happening. Yeah. So with something like that, it would have been bang, and then it would have been like a second later. And it's no, like, that's exactly what because it felt like a like if you've ever played like Call of Duty, like a stun grenade just went off. It was like a huge bang and a flash, and like oh, what's going on? And then yeah. you look down, like oh, like no, that that feeling when I look down at my hand, I'm like, wow, like never have I felt so much just like the feeling of i have messed up so badly terror. just like looking yeah no terror like mm. never just like straight down my body i'm like wow like i'm actually i'm that person that went off and blew the hand yeah off i'm that dickhead <laughs> like, who yeah, went no, to a festival like, in india and yeah. wasn't being careful <laughs> far out so what happened next you went to hospital rehab did you, yeah, did went you capture to, that on video well yeah i had the whole thing sort of i actually have like the explosion on video as really? well um and like when they were wrapping my I was just like vlogging, like it was normal. Right. <laughs> and then I remember when we were running to the car, I ran back. I'm like, oh, I need to get my camera. I need to get my camera. And they're like, no, no, you need to go to hospital. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was just like so in like the vibe of like vlogging at that point where just everything was content yeah. for me, which it was like probably a- is the cause of the thing. We had like three other YouTubers there all filming. Like there was just so much energy and we just end up being careless. So yeah. that's why it sort of all happened. There's like, um, oh, I think it's, David Dobrik did a... I don't know if you've seen one where he cuts his hand open or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like his first reaction is, get the camera, yeah. go, look, look. And they're like, thumbnail, thumbnail, thumbnail. And then they get in the ambulance and then they go yeah. off or something. I think I saw like a clip yeah, on Facebook yeah. of that. But it's like exactly the same. No, it's like, it's a bizarre thing when you become like just so everything's for content mm. sort of thing. Like not only just for like YouTube, but I do want it as sort of a memory kind of thing to yeah. look back on like like, oh, daddy, what, why did, what yeah. happened to your finger? Oh, I have it on video. Here. Yeah, you yeah. want to see the whole thing? It is cool. You're going to do something <laughs> stupid. You might as well catch it exactly. on video. <laughs> but no, that's heavy. So, and did you stop stop traveling after that? What happened next? Well, yeah, so I spent like two weeks in hospital in India. I had two surgeries there. I uh, went back home and then just went through rehab there for about three months. And then everything, like, it's crazy how the recovery turned out. It's Dude, remarkable. I didn't even, when I met you, I didn't even yeah, realize you no had no one really ever notices until I, like, show them or bring yeah, it yeah. up. And um, so it's, like, cra- like, it's one in a million of this actually, like, recovering how it is. I can do literally everything that I yeah. used to be able to do. So lucky. Um, Are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. So I can it still is... ride and everything, though. Like, it's all good. But so the crazy right hand thing... And, and to listeners, he's, you're missing your pointer finger. M- middle finger's gone and the tip of my index finger's gone. Okay, yeah. So you can still write, you can still type. Can yeah, you? yeah. Typing, like, I use just my pinky and index. Mm. But the funny thing is that um, my nerve in my thumb was so badly damaged, they actually took the nerve from my middle finger and rewired it up through my thumb. So when I touch my thumb, uh, it feels like I'm touching my middle finger. No way. Like, it feels like it's 
in the middle. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah, so that's really that's creepy. a bit bizarre. Um, but no, that was all. So yeah, I went went to hospital, went back uh, home, did rehab for about three months, got everything uh, sorted out, and then went back over to see my surgeons and see everybody that helped me during that. In India? Yeah, back yeah, in yeah. India. It's in Kerala, in the south of uh, India. And then saw all the surgeons and all that and just thanked them and everything. No way. That was a pretty emotional day. For sure. Was like, wow. That's unreal. Especially like going back, like seeing, I remember like walking in there with everything like messed up in my yeah. hand and then me like being back there like three months later. Just going, hey. Yeah, hey. hey. Waving I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I cried like so much that day. I don't usually cry like ever in my life, but like couldn't control myself. No, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I've never done anything like that. No, no most great. people don't have something like that happen. <laughs> you know, it's almost yeah. like looking death in the. You, you, as you said, your first thought was, "I need to stop the bleeding. I could mm, die." Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, you know, who cares about the hand of my? I'm gonna bleed out and die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I did get to hospital, though, they were sort of like, "Look, I think you're only gonna have your pinky left, like ever." Wow. And then, so then, everything after that was just bonus. You know, I was like stoked when I was in hospital just because like, oh, like it actually looks like I'm going to have most of my fingers because mm. I was told initially, oh, you're only going to have your pinky. So everything after that was just a, a bonus kind of thing. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Yeah. It's like, have you seen Peaky Blinders? No. Oh, uh, they talk about when one of their brothers dies, well, they should have died in World War Two and World War One, uh-huh. and they survived and they say, well, at the funeral, it's like, you know, these like, these years were bonus years. Yeah, yeah, Because we should have yeah. died back here, yeah. but we survived for another 10 years. Yeah. So these were bonus years. Mm. same sort of thing with the pinky and it's a good, good way to look at it because and instead of being you know mad or frustrated or going mm, you're an idiot mm, mm, even mm. though you know you probably were at the time and yeah. stuff you know <laughs> you, instead you're grateful that you've got majority yeah, of the no. movement back gratitude like that was like bizarrely like that was probably like the happiest time of my life when i was in hospital yeah, because wow. i'd had such low expectations of what was going to happen but then like everything over the course of the next few weeks and few months had turned out to be like I don't, there is literally nothing that could have gone any better yeah, than wow. the recovery process that I went through. Yeah, and all that. And so, obviously, you went traveling during that time. No. And so, you just once you're done, you went back to India and just continued life as if went traveling. Yeah, kept, went, kept building up YouTube, mm, started the TikTok, mm, mm. and it's cool because t- I mean uh, we're both on TikTok. Yeah. Um, most of my listeners come through TikTok, mm, and like me, yeah, yourself. <laughs> and so it's always like, how do we use this platform, which is majority attractive guys and girls dancing or yeah. doing whatever? How does a travel vlogger use this? I can't put a you know ten minute vlog up. I can't even put a two minute vlog up. Mm, it has mm. to be like forty to a, a minute max. Mm. And so for any listeners out there, you would just do like top you know top top five things yeah. in America to visit or yeah. <laughs> top top four foods in India to visit, yeah. and you've got over three hundred thousand followers from that, mm, mm. which has driven traffic to YouTube, I assume. Yeah, YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, it's sort of just like a big, just gets everything going when yeah. you come from TikTok, goes through the funnel to yeah, everybody awesome. else. Yeah, but I started in like at the beginning of this year is when i focused heavily on tiktok i wasn't doing any of the best countries i was literally just doing like a 10 second snippet of what i'm doing doing during the day like oh look at this street in india or like me eating like food or something like that so i was like posting like a lot of videos each day just similar to like instagram stories but on tiktok yeah they were getting heaps of attraction tons of views and then uh when i i came back home because of corona I had to like isolate for 14 days. So I was like, oh, let's like focus specifically on uh, TikToks. Mm. And then that's where I came up with like the best places to visit in this country, the best foods, like what languages are the hardest to speak, et cetera. All things that are like related to the world and travel and mm. sort of that 
experience. So it sounds like if we were to say, if anyone out there wants to be a travel vlog, obviously once the world's back together, yeah. which could be a while, <laughs> but if anyone out there wants to build a following through travel, you just consistency and meeting up with other mm, travel mm, vloggers. Mm, sounds mm. like leveraging other people's audience yeah. and being consistent yeah. with your content. Consistency, 100% is the key, especially on, on TikTok, just like posting mm. just every day. Like my videos at least are very simple, like literally this point on on the screen and you can just do a ton of them maybe in one day and then have them in your drafts and just upload them uh, every day. And then again, of course, like leveraging your audience and working with other people and creating a community, not just for the followers, but just because these people are sort of also like interested yeah. in the same kind of stuff as you and just working with them and just building a relationship yeah. uh, with them. And so were you actually making money off of this? Were you getting sponsors? Like what was happening? Were you traveling essentially for free? What was Yeah, so like YouTube was my only source of income during the the first trip and well both of the trips to India. So just paid um through through YouTube. The first one is in first, like ads. Yeah, ad revenue. So ad revenue. Just more views, more money essentially. Yeah, yeah essentially. Yeah. Uh like Indian uh viewers like CPM is pretty low, so it wasn't that much, but it like I was was more than breaking even on the cost of travel. And that was like the first trip that I did. But after I went back with my like hand after my hand I was like a little bit more smarter in in the way I did it, and I was working with like hotels and just staying like in five star accommodation for free, no just with like an Instagram story, no and way, all that kind That's of stuff. It. And like I had some like really like rich friends in India at that point, so they were like putting me up in hotels and letting me stay at their place and driving around in Lambos. And no way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's great content. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was just. So, like, at that point, anything, basically travel was free at that point, And then any, like, ad revenue was just hey, going if, straight. If you're traveling for free. Yeah, no, it, that's that's, the that's a pretty thing. cool situation. And, like, I was still being very budget-friendly. Like, I could live off $20 a, a day easily over there. So, I was, like, making a fair bit of money from YouTube and then also, like, not spending. Well, I wasn't spending anything because everything was sort of being uh, given to me. And then uh, just anything that I saved straight yeah. back into the bank account and the thing is like you know you're a fan of the show so you know i talk about this a lot like that's not an option when you're graduating high mm, school mm, mm. it's like become a youtuber isn't an option or tra- start traveling it's like it's a very non-linear way yeah. of doing something and you know like, it'd break my heart if you just ended up following something that you're not passionate about yeah. or you just went into you know a degree or a job or an internship or whatever mm, it is mm. and you just did this and instead you went and traveled and you figured out so is it sounds like you you wanted to travel, and then you went, how can I make money while traveling? Yeah. And the bang. Yeah, like, when I was, like, 17, I was I was making, like, videos just at home. I was, I've was i always been, like, a content creator, and I sort of Same always, me, yeah. Yeah, always wanted to be, like, a YouTuber kind of thing. And then sort of, like, at the back end of year 12, I was, like, watching a lot more travel vlogs. Um, like, I sort of lost interest in school just knowing that it wasn't my, like, I wasn't going to go to university just because I didn't really feel it benefit benefited me and then i was like oh like let me mix like my content and youtube into something that i'm passionate about travel because all these people are traveling traveling the world and like why can't i like i always have that mindset like if they, mm. this person can do it like why can't i do it it makes no sense as to why i can't and that's, do exactly that's the that. thing it's like if anyone has ever done it yeah. you can too yeah especially in australia like mm. you know we're so wealthy compared to so many people mm, mm, it's like you're probably yeah. comparing yourself to someone who's actually worse off than yeah, you and you've got an yeah, advantage over yeah. them and so it's like it's, it's 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 annoying that that's not an option and it's because it's risky mm. you know you might have gone to india 
and you might not have made got yeah. any views on any of your videos who cares you still went to India and had a fun yeah, exactly. time exactly but there is no like loss from that because exactly people go on gap years just to travel like yeah. even if I didn't turn into like a business I still you know had a gap year to travel I can go back to a job then I can go enter university like I'm 20 years old you're 22 right yeah yeah like we're so young <laughs> like, who, who cares? even if I wasn't if I, if I had like 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, I'd still be doing content for probably up until I'm 30. Mm. By then, I hopefully wouldn't have failed, but I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe like, you know, I've been focusing on for like 10 years. Maybe I should try yeah. something else. Like, the problem is you, everyone does the opposite. They'll, yeah. do, they'll do a month or they'll post like five times on TikTok and they won't have a viral video. Yeah. And like, oh, damn it. <laughs> and and then they give up. Yeah. And it's such a bad mindset to have. And because I was the same, we called it the audience of none. What's something you would do for an audience of zero people? And mm-hmm. for me or anyone out there who wants to start a podcast, you probably have an audience of zero people. I yeah. had an audience of zero people. Yeah. And you just could start and have that mindset. I was like, I'm willing to work on this for two years without making a single dollar or looking at any analytics or any, mm. anything because I know I'm going to learn, meet yeah. cool people when I interview yeah. like yourself. And um, then if I go two years and I haven't got any tractions, maybe I'll go back to the, yeah, the, you know, exactly. the board and have a look at what I'm yeah. doing. But you've got to have that mindset. Yeah. Like Gary Vee always says it a lot, like when you're 18, even to like 25, you should be going like high risk, mm. high reward because university and a job's always going to be there. You can always get exactly. a job. Like even when I came back uh, recently from India, uh, when Corona happened, I just went back to my old job, just got some cash and that sort of helped me like stay afloat sort of thing. Yeah. Like you're just always going to be able to do those basic things. But when you're 30, 35 years old, you're not always just going to be able to go off for two years and travel like you probably got kids yeah you probably got a mortgage <laughs> you have a lot got... of stuff like included in your life at that point you probably built a lifestyle that requires you to earn a hundred thousand dollars a year because yeah, you've exactly. got a mortgage you've got a car loan you've got all of that mm. therefore you can't just travel yeah and uh, i think i did kentucky and the age limit was 30 yeah <laughs> which is cool <laughs> oh maybe 35 i don't know but point it's it's and that was like for the young people mm, and stuff mm. but i think the oldest person was like 26 yeah and that was the oldest person out of like 40 people on, on the group <laughs> and obviously kentucky is very you know, party heavy and it's probably not the yeah. best, but it's it's so important. It's so important that we take risk. I even, I've got a whole bunch of money saved right now because I talk about saving, so I actually mm, do it. Mm. I've got a whole bunch of money saved and I was like, instead of investing this in a property or a shares or whatever, I'm like, probably for me, I just reinvest it into the business and this book project we're working on and yeah. whatever project, it might completely fail and I might have failed, but once again, I'm 22. Mm, mm, mm. Like I look at everything in life as like an experience and a, a learning curve. I don't regret nothing in my life even exactly the same like even if i was to spend all my money on just this one thing which i I didn't do but like if i was just to lose all my money and then i'm like oh all right look start from the bottom just work my way up go get a job save money like hustle hustle and we're not saying go drop 20 grand (laughs) no i'm not saying that but like gamble (laughs) and just lose it all we're saying like obviously if you can figure out something like india was perfect example yeah if you went to india and you created videos and you got no views, you made no money from it, no personal brand, anything. You still went to India, had a fun time. Yeah. And especially in Australia where we're so whitewashed almost. I know we're actually we're quite a culturally diverse country, but because we're an island, mm. we don't see any of the other cultures. Yeah. We don't drive to yeah. Rome or Italy like nah. other people in Europe or in America where they go, they're near. we're so far away from everyone. Yeah. It's so important that we go learn from other cultures. Yeah. And you learn so much from like... In- like when I went to Europe, oh my God, I learned so much mm-hmm. about culture and stuff. Like that's why... I'm so fascinated with India, not only because like literally India is like Europe. Every state in India is like a new country. They speak a different language. They mm. eat different food. The people look different. Like you go in the northeast of India, they look more Asian looking. Where you're in the south of India, they're darker looking. Like mm. this is the same country, but the diversity in that country is just 
like incredible like it's just but we just say they're all incredible <laughs> yeah yeah and like that's the thing like i went into that mindset as well thinking that india is just like just this one whole thing but then when you like learn about it when you spend more months like, multiple months in that sort of environment you learn like so much like mm. i didn't know i thought indian was a language like they speak like 50 languages yeah. in each state <laughs> it's like crazy so you just learn like so much just from putting yourself in a different culture in a different experience and that's why I'm so fascinated with Asia because it's something completely different to mm. what we have experienced in Australia. Yeah, I went to uh, Vietnam last year, mm. and it's interesting. Like just like the food, like the, the flavor. They, they've got so much more flavor in the food. Everything was sweeter. Yeah. Like I actually didn't like that. It was way too sweet for me. Even the fizzy drinks and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, once again, and it also often when you travel as an Australian or American or Canadian or any mm. of these developed countries, you're probably going to realize that you're quite better off than a lot of these countries and so it gives you a really good perspective yeah in vietnam oh my god it was so loud like (laughs) non-stop bikes everywhere there's literally no literally (laughs) no traffic rules yeah we had a bus just like turn in and cut off the entire traffic lane and i almost like went straight into it i just (laughs) slammed the brakes and i had another one where we were um driving along and his car like overtakes me and then it hits its brakes to like turn in somewhere. Yeah. I'm like, you idiot! And it's like <laughs> absolute mayhem. And some of the and they're staying in these tiny little houses. And yeah. it's like, okay, I appreciate what I've got now. I've been to India and Vietnam, and like everything that you said is like 10x in India. Mm. Like poverty is worse in India. <laughs> the horns and the car, the drivers are bloody awful. I mean, they're at, like surprisingly, everyone's used to that like kind of crappy driving that there actually aren't that many accidents also, yeah, also in like bali and these other countries because it's so packed the speed limit's like capped to like 40 kilometers yeah. an hour so there's actually not that many accidents yeah. versus us over here. like I, I can't imagine if they came over here and they would need to get a license or something oh man like, it'd be it'd be horrendous there'd be yeah. so many accidents but like you look like you drive around in india and you're like how are there not like more accidents mm. like this is just unbelievable but it's because they're like used to people cutting them off they're used to people slamming on the brakes just somehow just works out <laughs> and what happens all the time you can't get angry all the time yeah. otherwise you'll just be perpetually angry <laughs> oh and the horns man like you know how we like use horns when like someone cuts us off or oh, yeah, yeah. i barely even use a horn but yeah. like literally like if you're just going around a corner horn 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 yeah, just yeah. let someone know that you're coming around like just it's just constant it's yeah. constant just everything <laughs> it's crazy because it kind of works yeah it's some it just it's crazy it just works yeah yeah but um and india is a classic example of like really well you mentioned you have really wealthy friends mm, with Lamborghinis mm, but mm. then you probably saw ridiculously poverty people yeah, I yeah. saw that in Thailand like under a bridge they were literally living in like a dumpster yeah it's and like coming from like one of the richest countries in the world mm. Australia and probably the best city in that world yeah in that country Sydney like we're at the 1% of the whole world we're the 1% of the 1% yeah like we are the most lucky people and then you go like to these places where they earn like a dollar a day for working like eight hours. Like yeah. it's just un, like unbelievable coming from there. And I don't like a lot of people speak about like um, culture shock. I don't get culture shock when I go to India. I get it when I get come back. Like mm. I spend a long period of time in India and then I come back to Australia and I'm like, whoa, like what the hell? Like this is just weird. This is not like how it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. But that was like I had Lee on my show and he spent a year in the American bush by yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. I think a few periods where he saw people, but overall, he was by himself surviving. Mm. Like just he had a t- he had a tent and a knife or something. Yeah. And when he came back, he, t- he said it took him like a year to get back into like technology, like the world and yeah. the economy and technology because <laughs> he he his people were so you know the energy levels were so high they were so so frantic always mm. need meetings mm. and everything mm. and he was just like holy crap how do you deal with yeah. this? this is the, the shock of coming back into yeah. it. 
into no, the economy it's sort of bizarre. thing. It's bizarre. <laughs> so I wanted to shift gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'd love to talk a bit about um, TikTok and YouTube. Similarly, we spoke about it before, but for anyone out there, do you think you know there is an opportunity for creators? Because you mentioned like it's just so easy to create videos. Mm. Like you're just shooting signposts in India. Yeah. And you're shooting this and stuff. Yeah. And it, I think it's me and you can see it but once you open up your head, mind and you realize that you can be creating content from so many different things mm-hmm. I create like 40 or 50 little clips from this episode yeah, exactly. you could shoot a 10 minute YouTube clip and then you could cut that up into all these different stuff and put it yeah. on TikTok which sends yeah. traffic like there's so much opportunity in terms of content creation like what advice would you give to someone who's looking to get started I mean if you're at the very beginning you just start putting out content just keep uploading i love like uploading to youtube because that's like long form content and then Mm. as you mentioned you can cut it down into into tiktok into instagram into photos into quotes or kind of thing and that's what's so good about podcasts is that you can cut it down into hundreds of Mm. clips that can be uh, used over time um but i'd say just like consistency is really the key don't just if you like it's it's actually it's hard to be a youtuber like it's hard to being in i hate using this word but hard to be an influencer because it takes time and a lot of people only put in like a, a few months worth of work but like you got to look at it like this is the dream job like these people mm. you know don't really work in terms of what work is considered as because it's very hard to achieve and it's not just going to take three months to get there it's going to take some people three months but majority of the people it takes years and years of continuously mm. uh, working on this goal because yeah, there is just such a high reward at the end of it. The average, I heard a stat, the average, no, the average YouTube that has 100,000 subscribers has 1,000 videos to get there or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it took them 1,000. Yeah. Maybe it was a million. Point is, it was 1,000 a, a videos yeah. was how many it took on average to get to 100,000 or a million. I can't remember. Mm. But it was a big number. And it's yeah. like, well, if you've got that perspective and you put out 10 videos, it's like, well, yeah. 10 videos, what do you expect? It also, it's also, you know, talk about this graph where it's like, people think your life you know your work and it, things will get you'll earn more money you'll get easier and then you'll get to where you want to go mm. but really it's like nothing 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 bang yeah and then it, skyrockets. It, it happens overnight as i experienced had like 5k on, on youtube and then like one night five thousand subscribers and then like once you get the ball rolling it just is so much easier like so many people say it but like the first like ten thousand dollars or the first ten thousand followers is always the hardest mm. getting that momentum and you you sort of understand the systems in place and all that but once you get over that it's just like compounding your old videos like people go on to your youtube channel now and they just go through like years worth of videos it all just compounds back uh, into each other yeah and so and the problem is i see that most people give up before they hit that momentum mark yeah you know they'll work for three months on the on this and they'll go it's not working Mm. and they haven't hit that momentum yeah and it could as you mentioned some people might hit that momentum in like a month yeah some people might hit it in two years who knows Mm. you know you look at um kevin hart or martin luther king and all these kind of um people have made it big or had a big impact yeah you know, Kevin Hart pitched 400 times. Martin yeah, Luther exactly. King had to do his speech in front of yeah. three people at a time and stuff at churches and stuff until he did it in front of thousands of people. Mm. And so it's just that getting to that, you know, understanding that the momentum's there. Yeah. You've just got to hit it. And it's also sort of your mindset going into that. I go into everything that I actually want to achieve knowing that I'm not going to fail. Like, I don't really put a timeline on it i'm just like okay i'm gonna achieve this like no matter how long it takes and yeah thankfully it hasn't like the things i have uh, tried to achieve haven't really taken that long but i think it's also like you know some people aren't meant to be youtubers like sometimes you're just not 
that interesting as an individual and you have to have the self-awareness to realize it's a reality yeah you're not really that funny or you're not really that entertaining you know like i see a lot of people on tiktok like 10 year olds like doing the i don't even watch tiktok anymore but like what what's a renegade or something sure like and they they post these renegade videos like thinking they're gonna get famous but like i mean yeah you're like 10 years old you don't really know much about social media or anything but like you're not really entertaining you're not really but that's the problem value. with most tiktoks i mean the big tiktokers you're talking like you know the massive ones in america mm. like the demilos demilios yeah. and stuff no there's kind of two things i see to it the number one thing is a lot of people will hate on them because they're now set for life they've got yeah. millions of dollars coming <laughs> in which is fair enough because i don't think they deserve that and i'm sure they would agree they yeah. don't deserve that all yeah. they did was post some dancers the other coin is they didn't ask for that all they did mm. was post some dancers mm. that's true and that you know the, the followers just came they didn't mean for it to happen and of course they're going to take advantage of it mm. Mm. you would do the same if it happened to you 100 so it's kind of the two sides and but it's the same thing and i see all these tiktokers they'll get big and they might be really smart and creative at first but then they get to a point where they just follow trends and yeah. they just do the dance or yeah. whatever and they don't really add any value or any entertainment or anything like that and it's like why are these people we're looking up to when it's it's like i just don't understand because there's so many cool tiktokers who yeah like, there are cool people like you know blake pavey yeah yeah he's coming on the show mad he's funny as he's such a good boy he's his content is so funny yeah. like his con- it's just funny it bring, makes you laugh yeah it's really smart intelligent like those people should have 50 million followers like yeah. charlie d'amelio like there's so many funny people that make me laugh but that's the thing like some people don't don't want to just like laugh i mean god that's kind of a stupid thing but some people don't want that like edgy sort of entertaining content they just want to see like a familiar face in charlie like d'amelio yeah she wants to do a renegade or whatever you do you girl exactly and so <laughs> i'd it, be making tiktoks like that if i was had and that's like what 90 pe- million followers <laughs> and that's what people are saying since the creator fund came out which means that tiktokers are getting paid per view like yeah, youtube yeah a lot of them are just posting as many videos as they can because mm. they're getting paid for it but that's the thing they they are gonna i mean they're at the point where they're set like they're not gonna drop but some people like at the million mark if you don't innovate and create new content you are going to I, drop down like you're this, going to, this could be an uh, interesting statement i would say anyone under five million on tiktok isn't safe yeah like it's easy to get followers on tiktok and like what like if they're just putting out dances and stuff? What's your five? T- what's your long term goal? Mm. You've got followers. What are you just going to promote products? Are you going to mm. make your own you know bullshit influencer product <laughs> yeah. that's going to die in a few years? Like what's your long? Like for me, TikTok for me is a vehicle to get people to the podcast. Yeah, so they can listen yeah. to podcasts. Maybe you know next year I want to start running some workshops. I want to um, do some events and stuff yeah. where people can meet up and like really try provide some value. And that's what TikTok is for me. But I just worry about exactly what you said. Mm. If you're not innovating on these platforms the world's moving so fast you know if this is your peak you you don't want to peak at 18 (laughs) as a social media star but that's the thing in this climate where there's new like tiktok has been around for a year or whatever i think Um, two years now almost two years yeah Yeah. like there's all these new apps you need to innovate to the new like systems like innovating to instagram reels or whatever uh like an influencer isn't just uploading uh content anymore it's innovating to the right audience to the right platforms you know there's so many different avenues you can uh, go go with like you can this is gonna be the weirdest example ever but like you can go with like free like free content or you can go like down a different avenue and go like only fans or something and do like yeah, paid content for sure there's so many uh like paths that you can go as an influencer now and uh, if people aren't innovating to the society that we're like living in 
uh, you're gonna drop off. <laughs> and you see it, like OnlyFans. There's some girls who are influencers who I've seen create an OnlyFans, and I've gone, yeah, that makes sense. The type of content they put out, like you know, like Tana Mongo or whatever. Yeah, when Bro, she she's making so much money. When though. she created an OnlyFans, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like that's on brand to <laughs> yeah. what she does. Yeah, like that doesn't shock me. Whereas yeah. if there was some like you know, I don't know, really you know beautiful christian wholesome yeah. girl who's done yeah. OnlyFans. he'd be like whoa yeah. that's a bit off-brand yeah <laughs> and i mean you could a whole conversation about only fans but point <laughs> point is there's so many ways to make money and create a living through social media and mm. by my my logic is because i talk a lot about the downsides of your phone and social media yeah. on the show but also it can be super powerful mm. me and you are only here because of social media yeah, exactly um, the only reason you could travel when you know do all that stuff is because yeah. of social media yeah. so it's like my logic is if you're going to use social media Try make money off it, or like yeah, use exactly. it, use it to your advantage. So yeah. it's not just wasting time, but actually yeah. creating time, sort of thing. Like I don't consume much content at all anymore mm. because I'm sort of just doing my own thing. You know, I don't. I've had like the years where I just like endlessly watch YouTube videos when I was a teenager. Uh, I think that actually helped me a lot, though, realizing sort of how to make videos and what works on the platforms. But now, um, I just, I just do my own own kind of thing and all that. Yeah. And that's the same with me. Yeah. Like, obviously, as a video maker, it's important to watch other vloggers or other travel people so that you've got inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like, Peter McKinnon, I'm sure you know yeah, him. Like, yeah. he's amazing. And there's other guys out there who teach you how to create amazing videos. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, it kind of links back to that whole thing about, you know, when you finish school, let's have a look at the options. And I guess I've had a few people, because I talk about finishing school, what to do after school. I recommend mm. a gap year, which mm. is what you did. 100%. But, uh, you know, what do we do now? And COVID, what do, what do we what would we say to current year twelve students who are finishing school? Do you go to university because there's no point in travelling now? Yeah. Or do we understand that you know I think Australia is about to open up to Australia and we could just travel Australia? <laughs> yeah. Or do you, we do we get a job? Like it's quite difficult right now. Well, you're a big big advocate of uh, like free traineeships, like messaging your favourite content creator or whatever, and yeah. saying like I'll work with you for free, which I'm huge on i think that is so beneficial i didn't do it personally myself but i know like learning from a mentor learning from someone that is like a couple years down the track of where you want to be is so important so crucial to building uh your your like growth and all that i think though if you're leaving school like at the moment like they're about to are they finishing hsc literally they're probably i just think it's finished. next week yeah it starts yeah. next week um so like you're finishing hsc soon I would generally, like, a lot of people just go to uni because they don't really know what to do, what they're going to do. I'd actually, like, sit down for, like, an hour, just yourself, and genuinely, like, write down on a piece of paper what you can actually, like, see yourself doing. And mm. Write down the pros and cons, and when you actually decide on a career, I mean, again, a career only really lasts, like, a few years now. Like, yeah. I'm always chopping and changing. Like, careers aren't what they used to be. But when you find something you're genuinely interested in, I'm sure there are a lot of ways to uh, achieve that goal alternatively to university like go and find someone that is in the position that you want to be in in three years from now and message them like send out a hundred emails to like all these ceos or maybe not ceos but people who have experience in the field that you want to be in yeah say hey like i'll work with you for free like i'll work my ass off you're building connections you're building you're networking you're understanding about the environment that you literally have written down you want to Mm. sort of understand a lot about and Uh, like and you gotta understand like if someone said that, and I have had people say that to me, I'll have them work for free, but if they're good, I'll start paying them. Exactly. No, 100%. I've had people uh, ask me, like, if, can I come travel with you and everything? Uh, recently, I've been getting into, like, marketing. So, I have a marketing agency, and I have people messaging me, like, look, like, I know what marketing is. I'll come work with you for free. At, the, at this point, like, I'm not willing to really take anyone on. But, like, if I find someone that's good, like, I'm going to 
make sure that they're paid well. Like, mm. if you actually can produce some good, like, value to me, I'm going to take care of you. Like, or... People are nice at the, at the end of the day. Like, people yeah. are nice. They're not going to take advantage of you. Or I won't... If I can't pay... I, I mean, I could pay people right now, but it would be more, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll connect you with yeah, someone. Exactly. Like, what do you... You come work for me for two months. You really mm. impress me, and you go, "Hey, I'm looking to do this. I'll figure out any way I can to connect you to someone or link you with 100%. someone." And that's so important because all you need is one person. You know, they, they've got that. Um, there's a saying. It's like you're connected to everyone in the world via six people. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, we at this camp I went on. He said, "I'm." He, he said, no, "I'm." He said, as in him, he's connected to Obama. And he went, I know this person, and he knows her, and she knows him, and he knows her, and that's Obama's assistant. So now I'm, I'm connected to Obama through four people, and then he points to us and goes, you're connected to Obama yeah, through five. That's so good. You're now connected to Obama yeah, through six. six people. Bang. I know Obama. <laughs> yeah. And any of the listeners out there, you're now, so you're now cool. connected to Obama through six people through me. Yeah. Who I'm, and I'm connected through him. Yeah. And it's that same sort of thing. So if you have that mindset where you can go meet someone, and if you provide enough value, they'll either pay you or they'll you know they should and you might get screwed over and that's just part of life and that sucks and i'm mm. you know i don't know what to say but if you get screwed over that really sucks yeah. but hopefully you can turn that into a learning experience yeah. but you shouldn't go into that sort of internship or whatever you want to call it thinking or hoping that you're going to get a job from it yeah you shouldn't like i go into everything not with expectations so mm. i never really get disappointed so even if i was to go two months working for somebody and they're like all right look you're not really the person i'm like all right look i understand that I've learned a ton of stuff from you, so that's super cool. Like, I don't want to be disappointed because I didn't get that, like, six-figure job offer or, yeah. or something like that. So, a lot of people, I mean, they, they'll go into it with the right mindset of being like, yeah, I'm going to learn a lot from you, but others will go into it saying, oh, like, I'm going to work, I'm going to get a job offer, I'm going to meet all these cool people, but sometimes you just won't, but you mm. just got to take the positives from it and just uh, uh, learn from the experience that yeah. you're going through. And it's cool, like... I can see that a lot in just the way you speak, that you go in with no no expectations. Yeah. Which I think it can be amazing for for that. And I, I think a lot of people just struggle doing that because they won't do it if there's no mm. expectations. Mm. They're like, why would I do that? I, I want to go because I want to achieve this and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But it's so powerful. If you have no expectations, you can't be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. I've yeah. learned that a lot from visiting countries. I don't really think like, oh, this is going to be the best country ever because, again my experience is going to be completely different to somebody's mm. experience that visited like a few weeks ago. We're going to encounter different people. We're going to be encountering different weather. Like everything's going to be different. So I just accept it for like what it is. Whatever comes at me, that's chill. And then we're yeah. Like, yeah, let's Have go. Have you heard about <laughs> J- Japanese people going to Paris? No. Apparently. I don't know if this is true or not. I just, <laughs> I've heard this a few times from yeah. different people and stuff. Apparently... Um, Paris is very like idolized in Japan as it's like, kind of idolized around the world yeah, really yeah, yeah. and they actually have a helpline the same way they have like a suicide helpline they have a helpline for when Japanese people go to Paris and get like depressed because no way. they're so disappointed with what the reality of what Paris actually wow. is if that's actually a thing that is bizarre <laughs> which is crazy because I thought Paris was amazing yeah. I thought it lived up to what it was no, like, the actually, I have a everything. lot of friends that visited but they're not that interested Mm. in it personally i'm not interested in europe or anything at all like that because it's not really it's kind of similar to yeah. what we experience in australia but i have had a lot of friends go to paris and like yeah it's like okay but it's just it's packed it's expensive That's, yeah can't find parking just everybody's there at the eiffel tower looking up it's not really it's nostalgic but um like it's cool that there's a big eiffel tower there yeah, but yeah. when you're surrounded by hundreds of people thousands of people it's a bit yeah it wasn't yeah. that busy when i went it was still busy but i think it was about now, actually. It was about yeah. this time when I went. What did you think of it? I thought it was cool. Yeah. I mean, I was only there for a day. And I, I did the Eiffel Tower. I, you know, you got, you got to do it. It was cool. Um, it was hot. Yeah. Like, walking around was exhausting. Uh-huh. 
Um, got some cool photos. I didn't have time to see the Louvre. Um, but I thought it was, it's just amazing to me how old the buildings are. Because yeah. in Australia, we're like 200 years old. Mm. We have no history or culture yeah, at all, yeah. really. <laughs> and what if we did, you know, got wiped out yeah. by, you know, Captain Cook and the yeah. people who came in. Yeah. And so we don't have massive structures that were built 500, 600, mm, 700 years mm, ago. Mm. So I found, and like Pompeii was amazing. Yeah. I, that interests me a lot. Like all, like history sort of like all Same. those backdated things like civilizations that are thousands of years old that interests oh, me a did lot. you listen to the joe rogan episode with um um the guy who he's like specializes in ancient civilizations possibly i, I do watch joe rogan it's like three i haven't listened to too many joe rogan's but this is like a three-hour episode and his guy he taught he, he literally specializes in ancient civilizations and uh-huh. he talks about like aztecs he talks about the egyptians and how the the pyramids like don't make sense like we've got yeah, no idea how they can bro, lift that, the pyramids make my mind yeah hurt. it's something like <laughs> how is that possible tons of, like each each is um each block is like two and a half tons yeah. and it was cut from kilometers and kilometers away and somehow brought to here yeah. and then raised up to a point where we couldn't raise that like even it's, with technology we have it would be difficult yeah. and then they said like it, ha- it was it had to be so perfect that if you mislined a block on like level two that would compound and the whole pyramid would break uh, yeah because it, it misline, you know, a few centimeters off here, then goes bigger here, bigger here, bigger here. Yeah. So it's just like unbelievable. Like That's, so- it's bizarre. Like I've done a little bit of research into the pyramids. I find it so fascinating. So do I. Because I think uh, it was built like over a twenty-year period, and it had to be like thirteen of these blocks had to be uh, put in place every hour. And wow. I was like, how is that? Like, how are we in twenty twenty and we don't know the answer to that? Like. Mm. I don't want to get into conspiracies. Well, but that's the thing. Like, I, don't, I don't believe in conspiracy <laughs> theories, but the pyramids is like, man, maybe... Because this theory is aliens built it, yeah, right? Yeah, because they're like in line. There's like oh, there's like three pyramids in line across like yeah. a few other planets or something. I don't know. But and it's, I love how we're talking about history right now because I was talking about this the other day because pharaohs and Roman culture fascinated me so much when I was a kid. Like before going to high school, I had like all the books and the pop-out books and stuff. Mm. And for some reason, when I went to high school, history like just crushed my... The class history. Oh, I, yeah. It crushed my life. I don't want to learn the stuff we're learning in history at school. Look, it's we need to boring. learn about where we came from in Australia, even though it's so depressing. Yeah. Like, hearing about how poorly the Aboriginals were treated, mm. we, it is important to hear about. But, like, and even the way we did World War Two, I just found it so boring. Like, the way I think we could learn World War Two is, like, maybe you split up a class, like, 60% of Germany, 30% of America, then you've got, you know, Anzacs yeah. here, yeah. and then we all role play, and it's like, okay, so Germany, what do you do That'd now? That'd be cool, because then, I'd learn from that. That's I how would, I would learn, yeah. yeah. Instead of sitting in a textbook memorizing dates, it's right. like dates are re- irrelevant. We can just Google that at yeah, any exactly. point. And so, and I, I, I think Roman, we can learn so much from human history because it's fascinating. Because, and Rome is fascinating because at one point they were the power, they like ruled the world essentially. Mm, they mm, were such, mm. you know, Rome and Greek and everything. And they had politics, they had like unbelievable soldiers who had unbelievable war techniques, yeah. and they had training and amazing stuff. And then they collapsed. And we went into the dark ages and people were shitting on the floor <laughs> yeah. and killing each other with dumb stuff. And there were knights who had like no, they didn't have any of the shield technique. Yeah. And you can see that throughout human history that, you know, we'll build up, we'll collapse and we'll build up, collapse, mm, build mm, up, mm, collapse. Mm. And I think it's important that we learn that sort of stuff. Yeah. No, it's super interesting. Like looking back on the thousands, hundreds, thousands of years ago, like just on like civilizations and how they lived in comparison to like what we're kind of doing today. Like you're speaking like all these Greek soldiers they're like probably maybe they have a, a choice or whatever but they probably have like their leader or mm. whatever like sending them to battle and they didn't really complain about anything but then we have people i mean in in sydney and stuff complaining about 
this little things. One thing I actually spoke about to a friend the other day was, uh, like in India, some people don't have access to like food, water, and shelter, the basic needs of life. Their like whole life journey is every single day to get those three basic needs. Survival. Whereas, yeah, survival. Their their life goal is survival. Whereas, mm. in I'm never going to starve to death. I know for a fact. I am yeah. just blessed in such a, a way that I'm never going to starve to death. I'm always going to have friends that can offer me their homes or something. Where and that sort of leads us to losing a bit of purpose. We're trying to find our purpose through like alternative ways. And I think that's why so, uh, suicide rates are so incredible, especially in Sydney and in the, fir- in the first world. Um, mm. Because we don't really have a purpose. We don't really know what we're doing with, with life. <laughs> yeah, and especially with so many options and now. And social media, of course. <laughs> and social, Yeah, but especially with so many options now. It's like, what is my purpose? Like, what am I trying to do? And it's that word purpose. It's like, yeah. how do we find it? There is no one, you know, golden answer that's going to say, here's how to find your purpose. Mm -hmm. I talk about if you just start off by following what excites you. Yeah. And that can, you know, lead you into going to India and then starting a vlog and then starting. And who knows? Traveling might not be your long-term purpose. I don't know what your purpose is. Do you even know what your purpose is? Neither do I. But I just do what, like, makes me happy throughout the day. Yeah. Like, I enjoy being on this podcast. Like, Mm. this is something that makes me happy. So, probably happiness is my purpose. But again, I don't know exactly what makes me happy. In the long term, I know like immediate mm. factors make me happy. But it's interesting you say suicide rates for first world countries or develop, developed countries mm-hmm. like Australia, America, Canada, UK, probably most of the listeners of the show. Um, because how can we be so well off but have higher suicide rates than countries that are developing and have to find food and water yeah. every day? It's like, I don't know if you've heard me talk about this before, but Australians, Americans, whatever, they'll often like finish school or something and they'll go to like Nepal or... And, and, Africa to build a school mm. <laughs> and they'll be like and then the ironic thing is actually I I spoke about this with Joe yes I think you're gonna Joe, say well because Joe did Nepal right but the yeah. ironic thing is we're hap- you know those kids are happier than us yeah those kids that you're taking photos with they're just running around playing yeah. soccer yeah. you know with their sticks or whatever yeah. they're actually internally happier than most 100%. high school students yeah. in Australia or yeah. these developed countries because they don't have constant comparison they don't have the pressure on them they don't have all the society expectations mm. They're just living their life. Yeah, exactly. Even though, even though they might be, you know, malnourished and everything, mm. it's crazy. Like, and some of the happiest, probably the happiest people I've met in the world are in India. Mm. People that have barely any money, but they're still willing to let me come into the home and have tea, and their parents cook me a meal. Like, they literally have like barely any money, but they're so happy and just content uh, with life. And I think that's what a lot of Australia is missing out on just being content and just happiness i think like my main goal in life is just happiness that's mm. my sole purpose that is my purpose as i said like happiness just being happy and content yeah um but a lot of people don't really aren't able to find that and i think a lot of it comes down to you know you can probably cont- attest to this a lot of happiness comes from the relationships we have mm. not mm. just you know romantic relationship yeah. but like my relationship with you right now yeah, exactly. i appreciate that and you know i met i introduced you to some people at the five thirty club yeah. and now hopefully you'll appreciate their relationship yeah. and like yeah. it's so much comes from relationships and that's why like you mentioned joe who was one of the most recent episodes you know i'm working with him and we want to create like a dream would be if i could create like a platform where people could go on and it's like they'll say what they look at a week and it's got ev- all these amazing events and stuff that are going on yeah, that week and sick. at five five o'clock they could click on this and they go well there's 5 30 club happening here there's 10 where are you located there's 10 ones here go meet those people and it's all free maybe yeah. you pay like a 
Netflix membership or yeah. something. And then maybe like Friday night, you know, there's beers and ideas, they call it in Bondi. We could set up beers and, beers and ideas around Sydney or whatever. Mm. And just and mm. ha- whenever we're doing a retreat, we could have a retreat on. Or I've got, I'm meeting with a lot of um, personal development companies. Whenever they've got an event on, we can put that in there. So it's just like, it's so easy to be connected with people. Because yeah. that's something I struggle with is connecting with people. And it's something people. that we spoke about at the very, f- the first time we met was like networking and finding people that have similar interests mm. in what you want to achieve have the same aspirations uh and you invited me along to the five thirty club which has opened up a lot of doors for me mm. which is awesome um but like yeah it is hard to find people that are interested in what you want to do in life especially when you're not doing a linear pathway because mm. at uni you often will meet all your other uni yeah, friends and subjects or maybe and you'll join a society and yeah. you'll find the societies or whatever it is and so that can be quite an easy way to meet friends where it's like with you and I, we just kind of went off and did something. Yeah. How do you meet friends who are doing that? It's hard. It's very hard. And that, that is a positive social media. Like it has allowed us to connect with those people. Yeah, exactly. Like, like we did. Like a lot of a lot of the people I talked to today just damned me or I damned them. And that's a, a good thing that social media has brought to us. Mm. And being open to conversations. Like mm. I've had people reach out to me and say, I mentioned to you, they'll be like, hey, you know, I'd love to have a chat. I just sent them a calendar link. Let's book in half yeah. an hour. Half the time I, I, I look at my day, I've got some meetings. I don't know who they are. Yeah. I'll just jump in and be like, how can I help you? And they'll be like, oh, we spoke on Instagram. I'll be like, oh, yeah, awesome. I normally do a little bit of research before yeah. just to make sure. But like, and I've had some cool conversations with people. I mean, the whole thing, oh, this is, you know, we talk about the thousand doors concept and stuff. Mm-hmm. But do you know Andrew? No. So Andrew connected me and Joe. Uh-huh. And then I had Joe on the podcast and stuff. And then I went to a retreat and I met all these people and then I went to 5.30 Club. Yeah. And 5.30 Club is where I met all these people and I invited you to 5.30. Yeah, and, like, and, and D met you at the retreat. And yeah. And now me and D started our 5.30 Club and now, like, like it's crazy. There's one door that just, like, yeah. just went crazy like, and opened up so many things for so many people. Yeah. All, all he did was connect me with one person. Yeah, and, I, like, the one DM that I sent to you is, like, all, like, it's been crazy, like, my the past two weeks since yeah. I went first went to that 5.30 Club a lot of like new interactions and just new everything mm. simply that can all be linked back to that simple message that I sent to you that day yeah. saying, Hey, I love the podcast. Like just cool stuff. Yeah. You didn't even ask to hang out. You just said you love the podcast. No, I was just like, yeah, I was like, oh. I was like well, let's catch up. <laughs> uh, you're in Sydney. Let's, let's have lunch. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's the important thing. Right. And cause you, your intention wasn't to come on the show. No, I was just like, I just like to be, um, uh, like thankful, not thankful, but just show, um, that thanks appreciation appreciation that's what to like people who are doing cool shit yeah people who are doing cool stuff on social media because i know like how much of a grind social media is i understand the pains and all that that come with it so i just acknowledge that the people that are killing it at the moment i was like yeah and like it's just nothing but positivity mm. like i know you're probably gonna have a smile on your face when you get that message I for just, sure like, i love getting messages yeah. from people and if anyone's listening feel free to send me a message like shoot me a message as well yeah yeah <laughs> and, and here's the thing right now you come on the podcast who someone might message exactly. you someone, someone maybe you'll you know see some clips maybe I'll, this, a clip will go viral on tiktok and people will come into you like who knows yeah. what's going to happen <laughs> from this and you know it's just it's just being that open-minded having exactly. low expectations yeah. nothing might come from it and that's mm. fine and that's the thing I don't care if nothing this has been a cool conversation I'm happy to leave this room just knowing that we've had this cool conversation if right I, I'm just looking at my recorder right now we are recording but if this wasn't recording I'd be annoyed but at the same time we could probably just do it again and, and the I've same fun, stuff would come and out I've, I've had a fun conversation right <laughs> yeah that's the point it's like it would be annoying but I've still had a cool conversation yeah, exactly. and we we could do it again next week or yeah, something or yeah. just now yeah it's not the end of the world yeah and so and maybe the key linking thing of this episode is having your expectations set low yeah <laughs> it's a good way to go into life just have no expectations just yeah. accept like 
what benefit like what benefit does expectations actually bring to you nothing exactly the having low expectations no benefit the only positive is that it's all upwards from there but having and setting high expectations you have to have such a great experience to exceed that expectation more than likely it's going to be the opposite way and you have a negative experience and then you're miserable and all that kind of stuff so i don't really see the benefit of having expectations <laughs> and this problem with um you see you know how can people who are worth so much money be depressed because mm. they have the expectation that money is going to bring them happiness yeah yeah or they have the expectation that money or the car that they get or the house they get is going to bring them happiness yeah and really it's not that as we mentioned it's probably more the relationships you have with people mm, mm. when steve jobs died i'm sure you've seen that letter he wrote a letter and he's just like i've got this amazing company i love apple it's uh, built so much but I have a bad relationship with my family and friends and a lot of my employees hate me yeah. and I feel like I haven't achieved what I wanted to achieve. Mm. Arguably one of the most successful people in modern history to society standards. Um, but it's just understanding that he didn't have the strongest relationships with people. Yeah. And that's the issue that society is bringing up, that money is happiness. Thankfully, we're sort of leaning towards the sort of more... Yeah. I feel like social media has really helped pushing people towards sort of their dreams and really aspiring to something they actually want to do instead of going through like the traditional routes that uh has been used like previously but i think it's it's been really good having like different perspectives of the people that have gone unique ways and being happy at the end of that Mm. as i said for me happiness is the only goal (laughs) sort of thing um but again like rich people some of them will be happy but a lot of the the happiest people in the world as i said are in india are in the, the, the poorer parts of the world, but they're just happy. And it's funny, um, I'm trying to get him on the show. I don't know if I will. Um, he's the happiest, happiest man alive, he's called. Oh, yeah. And he wrote a book called Happiest Man Alive. He's 100 years old as yeah. of this year, and he is a Auschwitz Holocaust survivor. Ah. And his story is unbelievable. Mm, I haven't read the mm. book, but I just heard like a recap of it. Mm. And like, you know... He, Eight years in hell, basically, yeah. going through these concentration camps. They would cram like 150 people into these tiny trains and they will give them like a gallon of water and like one place where they could go to the toilet. And yeah. it's not, it's just like a, a hole. And usually out of those 150 people, like 40 people would die in that nine day period and wow. their bodies would just be there. And then when he went to Auschwitz, they split up people and his dad went one way, he went the other way. He never saw him again. That's crazy. He was an engineer, so he was quite, you know, they wanted him and so they, yeah. to do work and stuff. Yeah. And then he broke out of Auschwitz and he realized he had nowhere to go. So he broke back in. So, so he's just got, and he's, and the reason, crazy. the reason he's happiest man in the world is what we linked back to what we said before. He's got such a f- perspective. Uh, he's yeah, gone through hell. Yeah. So he understands how privileged yeah. he is to be. Yeah. He lives in San Susie, just around the corner from really? here. Really? Yeah. Which is why I want to get him on. Get him on. That's, That's why I want to so get him cool. on. But he's a hundred years old. He's got no social media. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on his door. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. And um, so his perspective and, you know, his expectations are probably yeah. set so low because he's, he had eight years of that. But now his expectations are yeah. so low that he just appreciates anything he's got. Exactly. Now, he's not thinking he was going to get out of that alive. Yeah. So everything that happens, when was it, like 80 years ago or whatever, everything over the past 80 years has been a positive for him. It's like the Piggy Blinders thing. It's yeah. been a bonus. Yeah, it's been a bonus. He didn't expect to even live to the age of 20 or whatever. Now yeah. he's 100. And now he's 100. He's got uh, kids who yeah. have kids who have even maybe another kid yeah and <laughs> so cool yeah it's just having perspective for me yeah. and your perspective might be different my perspective with my family in that aspect is my granddad grew up in Kaikoura in New Zealand mm-hmm. and he was one of 11 and wow. for his birthday he would get an orange <laughs> and it's like here I am getting whatever toy or yeah. gadget or whatever which is worth more than probably everything they mm. had back then 
and it's and that's what, two generations yeah like just unbelievable i've actually stopped like accepting birthday and christmas presents just because one i don't like if i need something i'll go and buy it but yeah. i don't just want additional stuff that i don't 100 percent need i'm very like I, traveling like i was traveling around in like a 38 liter backpack mm. which is like had like three sets of clothes my laptop half of it was camera gear and stuff like that but i've learned to live just minimalist and i still live like as a as a minimalist um so i just i don't want to waste your money and waste your time on getting me presents like so here's a cool idea if anyone else agrees with this so what joe you know joe Mm. um episode 34 or something it's it's coming out tomorrow for us but it would have been out for a month or so by now (laughs) um so joe he said i'll just write people a letter for the birthday or something yeah instead of giving them a present yeah. i'll write them a letter and it's like i'd way rather like an, a two-page letter about you know how our relationship or whatever yeah. it's like you're an amazing person i think blah blah blah. that's so much more valuable 100%. than what what's an average present 20 dollars cash yeah, is usually a high school yeah, present yeah which you appreciate at the time but like once you start earning a little bit of money yeah you don't need something that's worth 30 or 40 bucks or like a bot some beers or something mm-hmm, like the letter mm-hmm. so valuable and they've put you know 20 30 minutes into the letter yeah I've always, I've known when I had my like first girlfriend, when I was 16 or whatever, like sentimental is just the way to go yeah. in terms of everything. My dad's birthday uh, this year, I just got him a box of chocolates and like a really nice card, like just actually spitting out exactly what, I, did, what yeah. I, I thought and just things I wanted to do with him over the next couple of years and everything. So um, my parents actually splitting up. So that was actually like something that he like would have been grateful for. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously he's going through a tough time. And it's it's very emotional, our family at the moment, but like that card, like probably gave him a lot of comforting, uh, kind of just a good feeling knowing I'm here for him and Mm. and all that. No, it's so powerful. And it's such a, the same with like with with my girlfriend in high school as well. Mm. She didn't didn't have a job. And so whenever she got me a gift, I'm like, this is just from your parents basically. Yeah. So in the back of my head, I don't appreciate it. And then she, you know, for my birthday or anniversary or something, she created like a big thing with like a photo album of mm, us in it mm, that's like, cool that's i appreciate that so much because yeah. she's put a lot of work into that yeah. you know and I, I was like this is the best present you've given yeah. me like i don't care if you got me a hundred dollar headphones or whatever that's cool but this was what i really mm, value mm, mm. and you know that's it's a good way to look at life yeah if you're... no i agree on that because also i don't really care about the va- like you know how people wear louis vuitton and stuff i'm totally opposite of that i don't i'm wearing like a crappy hoodie and yeah i don't care like, I don't really care if you get me a $100 a present, but what I do care is if you spent an hour of your time, which is invaluable, like an hour of your time to, to make something that mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy and something that I can look back on. It's a great way to look alive. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the time here. What I are we at? We're at an hour. So an I hour. Think it, yeah, oh, it's time nice. to wrap up. So we'll jump into, well, just real quick. Yeah. So what are you up to now? We didn't actually get to that. Yeah, well, at the moment, obviously travel is not possible and there is yeah. no sort of end date to that as of, yeah, so I put all travel on hold. At, like, the first couple of months, I was, like, constantly checking, like, oh, what countries are going to be open? And I was like, this is not really benefiting me at all, so just going to forget about it. And then I uh, started a digital marketing agency, so just run social media campaigns and all that for my clients. So I've been focusing on that over the past couple of months. And then that's something I can do when I travel eventually. Again, like, I can work online. The laptop lifestyle. The la- digital nomad that's lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was thinking, oh, what can I do that's going to benefit my travel, like, mm. in the future? Uh, I'm, I'm, like, always thinking long-term. Like, I don't really think in the immediate, like, year or whatever. I'm always thinking, like, down the track. So I knew travel was something I wanted to do uh, again when it all opens up. And then I was like, oh, well, I should probably 
set up like a lifestyle that allows me to go travel and make money mm. and all that. So that's what I've been focusing on in the past couple of months. Yeah. Um, yeah, travel is the thing. <laughs> you're, you're just leveraging the skills that you've developed. Yeah, your own, building your own brand. Exactly. And building your own. So, like, I obviously have a lot of experience with social media growth and TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, and now I'm working on a Facebook page. Um, so, like, I, I'm I have skills in that industry, so I'm actually like useful to uh, businesses mm. and all that. So, uh, it's also something I'm really interested in because I have that background of social media. Yeah, I understand it all. It, it's like I actually enjoy waking up at five o'clock going to the five thirty club and yeah. then working and then going to the gym and all that like my life at the moment i love it it's so cool i just wake up like at five o'clock and i'm just keen to get into the day like i know a lot of people unfortunately are waking up at like seven o'clock and they're like oh i've got to go to work mm. blah 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 like i don't i can't see myself living anything like that like i, I mean, mean if, you, if you enjoy a nine to five go for it 100 percent. if that yeah. makes you happy go for it but for me personally i have the self-awareness to understand I don't want a nine to five. I want to be in control of the the work that I do and who I can do mm. it for. Which is futurists are predicting. I mean, that's how most Gen Zs think. Yeah. And and I put it actually even recently I put out content about the um the traditional life. I like, this went pretty well on, on on TikTok and people were saying, "But what's wrong with the nine to five? Or or they're saying, you know, but it it feels like it's the only thing to do. How do I get out of it? And it's just like. Listen to the podcast for number one. That's what yeah. literally what the <laughs> show is about. But it's a good step that you're like getting insight to by listening to this podcast. You're here listening to the right people on how to mm. get out of the nine to five people who are, are sort of doing their own kind yeah. of thing. And as you mentioned, like if you love your nine to five, that's great. Hun- yeah. The important yeah. thing isn't if you're doing nine to five or if you're not. The important thing is if you love what you're doing. Exactly. That's you know? all it comes down to. And I know a lot of people who love what they're doing and they're working nine to five or whatever, and that's great. Mm. And good, you know, good stuff. Yeah, and they invest in money it. and they're smart. And yeah. you can have a, it's very you can it's not hard to be wealthy if you just do what you love and then invest and use your money wisely. Yeah. It's the economy the Australian economy is built that you can be successful through that. We've got super, we've got yeah, all that sort of stuff. It's unbelievable how easy it is to be rich. Yeah. Like, I'm not rich by all means, but I like even Warren Buffett is just saying like invest when you're eighteen, a hundred bucks a week and you have like three million by the time you retire. Yeah. It's so simple, but so many people But the reason we're it. both saying it's easy to be rich and we're not rich right now is because we know it's a long term game. Yeah, exactly. And again, so I, again, we can yeah. see that's easy to be rich over twenty, thirty year period. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to be rich overnight or yeah. over a year period. And it just doesn't work like that. If it yeah. was easy everybody would be rich. People think like as I said before, like in being an influencer, being a YouTuber is hard. People think that all these things happen overnight. Being rich doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Sure it happens to the very odd person that comes up with uh, incredible product that is innovating that actually changes the world. But for the majority of people, it is a grind. It takes mm. a long period of time. <laughs> and and you've got to stop comparing yourself to really good-looking people, right? Yeah. Like, understand <laughs> there are a lot of influencers out there who have built a career through actually... Va- this is what we talked about before with TikTokers. Like, there's people out there who are actually putting out value, yeah. who are putting out really funny videos or whatever, and they might just not be as naturally good-looking so they don't get as much in, um, views. Mm, and you're mm. comparing yourself to the people who are just famous because they're good-looking and going, why aren't, I can't, yeah. can't I be like that? And that's the issue of social media is that I'm guilty of it. I only put out like 99... I only put out like 1% of my life and it's mm. like the best 1%. Yeah, for sure. I make it no... Like I make it very visible like this is my best life. Like there's a lot of dark sides to travel, which we haven't gone into, but there are like periods of time on my most recent trip where I'm just so lonely, like the worst depression I've ever felt in my life because at the end of the day, I'm here in India with nobody that's actually like close to me. Mm. I'm all here by myself just filming vlogs. Like I felt lost. I was mm. burning out kind of a kind of thing. Um, but like nobody sees that. Mm. No, uh, This is probably the first time I'm speaking about it. Yeah. But 
everybody has bad times in life and i think uh the unrealistic expectation that we have now with social media has uh probably leads to, to the social uh to the suicide rate that has been increasing yeah and, and I, mean, I mean if you look at the trends as social media came into like society suicide trends went exactly mm. um, right with it <laughs> yeah we're not saying your phones are, like because people we're not trying to sound like boomers we're saying get off your phone okay, and everything boomer. <laughs> yeah yeah get off your phone okay boomer it's like you have to understand it. and it's they'll be like people will be like oh but my phone is when i'm most happiest and yeah. it's like you don't understand what it's doing to yeah. you. It's because you're not aware that it's the subconscious effects that it's, mm-hmm. and the way that it's shaping who you are as a person. Yeah, yeah it's fun f- while you're scrolling through TikTok and stuff or while you're doing whatever, but you don't realize you're subconsciously comparing yourself, especially if you're like 14, 15, 16 and yeah. your brain is still developing. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I'm not trying to be negative here about your phone because we just spoke about how we've both made it's careers yeah, and livings through social yeah. media and our phone. You know, people listening to this through their phone mm-hmm. right now. And so it can be amazing, but just you got to be aware of the dark side. Yeah, I think to overcome all of that and overcome pretty much every issue in your life, it all comes down, for me at least, is to, into your mindset. Like, I've gotten to the point where I literally just don't care what anybody thinks about me. I post videos or whatever. I've been posting videos since I was 16. I don't care if someone writes a bad comment. I genuinely don't care. I feel actually kind of bad for them because they took the time. Yeah. They, they literally wasted their time type that comment. I've never written a negative comment on <laughs> ne- anyone's post. Right. Who never are these right. people? Like, Why are you leaving these... It's beyond me, man. I don't know. I've never... I've, if <laughs> I see crazy. A, if I see a video that I, I disagree with, I just don't say anything. Exactly. I just keep scrolling. Or I, if I disagree with it, I put it into like something like actually logical, like constructive, yeah. whereas like, I don't know, maybe like uh, political, like some... I actually like explain my view and why... Like it's not like a straight hate comment. It's like yeah. criticism, sort of constructive criticism. Yeah, I had actually, I've had a few comments. I get comments like that all the time, and I actually appreciate them. Yeah, exactly. And I had once a comment that was so funny. He's just like, I disagree with this, but this is a small clip from a full episode oh, I, of the yeah, podcast. You told me that. And I'm going to go listen to the full episode. <laughs> I was like, wow, thank good you. man, that's a wow. good guy. Because that is something with a podcast. Like I'll put out small, tiny clips, and people will like, oh, what about this? What about this? just listen to the podcast and we actually cover that yeah. in that episode. And a lot of people go, especially when you're doing the short clips and don't have context to the like yes. 20 minutes before, yeah. a lot of people just go straight off of that one video. No one actually knows like context to anything. And again, no one knows, like 99% of my life I keep to myself. Like mm. not even my family members, my closest friends know. Like no one has the full context as to who I am. Nobody knows 100% who you are. It's mm. all just like in your mind. So uh, how how can you judge me or how can i judge you when you actually don't know what's going on 100 percent behind the closed doors exactly that's why the comments is just like why are you yeah it's just it's it's it's, it's mm. crazy to me and people mm. will feel like they're being attacked you know every time i talk about the universe like you don't have to go to university people are like oh what if you want to be a medical degree or a doctor it's like, like probably yes should. <laughs> you do have to go to university for that subselect a few <laughs> yeah. traditional pathways engineers doctors but there's a lot well i'm not talking to you i'm talking yeah. to everyone else yeah. who wants to you know live a different sort of life yeah and but you know that's the comments again. But I mean, from their point, that's all they're consuming, that that one uh, clip. Yeah, that no, that's fair enough. Like, fair enough. I don't expect everyone to go listen to the full episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, again, like if you can control your mind and if you can look at sort of life in a positive, mm. everything is a learning experience, everything is a benefit to you and not give a shit whatever anyone thinks about you, just completely block it out. And I don't know how I got to that point. It was sort of just over time probably just consuming a lot of Gary Vee content and yeah, yeah. <laughs> alike kind of like that um, but it got to the point where now I'm like comfortable with like loss I'm comfortable with failure like failure, I, I yeah. love important like just winning and all that and I don't as I, said, I don't care what anybody really thinks about me I'm here on my own journey I'm doing what I want I know exactly 
what I want to achieve in life. I have my calendar and I have my monthly goals, my yearly goals and mm. my life goals. And no one knows that except for me. And I'm going to achieve them. Maybe from your perspective, you're not going to think that's the right way to achieve them. But I know that from my perspective, at least, my, my uh, lifetime goals are going to benefit uh, this world. Mm. <laughs> so that's what I think. So I think it all comes down to like mindset is how you sort of win this life. <laughs> and that's, I mean, if any regular listeners, yourself included, like how many of my guests talk about mindset? Yeah. Almost all of them. Yeah, yeah. I would say it comes up in almost every conversation. Yeah. So if you still think mindset is this cheesy personal development thing, it's not. It'll <laughs> it's change not. your life. You it's, know, it's, it's the real. relationships you have and your mindset on life, if you've got those two things, like talk, if we want to talk about getting out of depression, you could take pills, you could do stuff. Mm. If you if you build some stronger relationships and change your mindset around a lot of things, yeah. I think that's going to do a hell of a lot to help you know, improve your lifestyle. Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to cure it or anything, yeah. but it's going to really help. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. Only going to benefit. <laughs> mindset's crucial. Um, I don't know. That might be your answer to this question. You know what's coming up, but like, um, that well, won't be the answer though. Okay. Well, before we, before we wrap up, going to awesome conversation. Yeah, it's been good. So, what's your number one piece of advice for young people? You're still young yourself. I'm so young. it's fresh, but we're talking high school. Anyone, I mean, anyone who wants to live a cool lifestyle like you or like achieve the sort of mindset you've yeah. achieved. What do well, you? I think we spoke about it like. To go high risk, high reward. I have it like tattooed on my hand, actually. Chase your dreams. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. Just people, um, like especially young people, like this next decade of your leaving school is going to be the most critical point of, I mean, I hate to say critical, but it's going to be a very important life. As it's going to shape who you are. Yeah, it's going to shape uh, what career path you're going to be. And if you uh, are going to regret like not doing your passion when you're 18 years old and you get to 35 and you're always going to have that, uh, resentment and wonder oh what if i went and traveled what if i pursued that travel vlogging and now you're like in a crappy nine to five that you don't like uh that's probably the worst point in life that you can get to when mm. you resent your previous experiences so i think chase your dreams um uh, and just go for a, like high risk high reward when you're young yeah. and then worse comes to worse maybe when you're 25 30 go get a job go yeah. to uni i mean what's the, like especially in like sydney in australia as i said like I'm never gonna have to worry about uh, starving or shelter. Like we're so comfortable, we're mm. always gonna be here, like living. But the, this is what we say: like, mm. so the enemy of a great life is a good life. Yeah. And so in Australia, we have a great, uh, good life, but it's it's six, seven out of ten. It's very comfortable. Yeah. It's not enough for us to, to get out of it because yeah. we don't have that pain that yeah. people in India have, as you mentioned. Mm, mm, mm. And it can be a trap. Yeah. No. But I think just go for it. Mm. Just think if you're happy what is going to make you happy yeah. and just do that every day maybe after a year it's something else that's going to make you yeah. happy and you go for that and I'll add just based off stuff you've said in the conversation what I think would go underneath that is don't set expectations mm. or if you're going to set expectations don't set them too high no just don't set them <laughs> you know, like, just don't set them period don't set expectations <laughs> then, you can't be dis- then you can't be disappointed <laughs> and you can only be appreciative of what you got um, a great example is your hand You, you, you your expectation was you're going to be like this yeah <laughs> and then it comes out and you've got p- pretty much this Three and a half fingers. Pretty good. That's pretty good for me. Yeah. I'm happy pre- with it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, so it's chase your dreams. Don't set expectations. Mindset. Yeah. Mindset. I think it's, it's... And just... Oh, don't worry about what people think about Oh, you. yeah. No, that's that's a big thing. That is like... If you want to be happy in life, that's what you need to go for. Don't mm. care what people think about you. Like if your auntie... I actually... I quit like... When I came back from uh, travel, I went and quickly got another job during corona and then i quit that and then my auntie came over uh a few months later and i was like 
speaking to her, oh yeah, like quit my job, I want to get into marketing. She was like surprised, like this sixty year old like auntie, like okay, boomer. She's like, what? Like why would you quit? I'm like, well, like I didn't, I hated it. I didn't want to go to work. I wanted mm. to pursue something that I actually can see myself doing in the future. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, like you shouldn't have done that. I'm like. I don't care. Like, yeah. cool, good for you, but you don't understand why I did it. A like, great story is <laughs> a great story I heard the other day. Actually, my dad was saying um, there's a guy who yeah, he's quite old now, and so he was growing up in the industrial revolution. Yeah, and basically you're a factory worker. Yeah, and he was not meant to be a factory worker. Yeah. as but pretty much everyone is <laughs> not meant to be a factory <laughs> worker. But this was a times was in, and his dad managed to finesse him an office job. Yeah, right. And he was incredibly, like, very hard to do. He got an office job. And so he goes in the office and it's like this, you know, the bullpen is just desks everywhere. And it's like a big line of desks. Mm. And he, he works there for about a week. And then he comes in one day and um, one of the women who's sitting at the very top, who's been there for 50 years, doing this job for 50 years, just finished. And yeah. she's retirement, having a little party. And everyone shifts up one desk. Oh, my God. And he just, he saw this and he went, this can't be the next 50 years of my life. Yeah. And he ditched. Good. And he ditched, and his dad was mad at him because he got him this amazing office opportunity. Best thing he ever did. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's so good. Because, like, again, self-awareness mindset, he became aware of that environment. He doesn't want to be living in that environment for eight hours a day going to work like that. Exactly. I mean, if you can control your mindset and control self-awareness, figuring out what's going to make you happy, what's Mm going to propel you in life, then I think you won life. (laughs) 100%. Luke. Thank you so much for coming on the show. No, it's been a pleasure. For and for anyone who wants to find out more about you, check out your YouTube, check out your TikTok. Like, I'll link it all below, but yeah. like, where should they go? Uh, pretty much Luke Demant on everything. L-U-K-E-D-A-M-A-N-T. Yeah. TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Luke Demant. So check you out on uh, what Instagram. I guess Instagram can send them to everything else. Yeah, just Instagram. Like it's all linked towards like the one yeah, funnel. Yeah. So once you once you're in one, it'll take you to. But the yeah, rest guys, of go it. check him out. He's got yeah. some awesome content. I know you're going to start going back on TikTok. Hopefully, we'll Maybe. see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see how see. you go. But anyway, thanks for coming com- yeah. coming on the show. Thanks for having me. That's it for this episode of the Driven Young Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode. That means the world to me. And if you got some value out of it, please shoot me a message on Instagram or reach out to me. Or I would love for you to leave a rating or review on this podcast. So make sure you are subscribed and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.